Good evening, everyone. Please sit comfortably. Um, just before I go into tonight's talk, um, just a reminder, and this, this is actually to do with practice generally, but when you're in the Dyson line and you ring your bell in response to me, like the ding-ding, really give it a good ding-ding when you hit it, right? Not, not a half-hearted one. And, and it's really in the spirit of, of Zen practice generally in the way that we live our life, is that in Zen, when, when, you, when you're just walking or you're just laughing, you know, or you're just washing the dishes, is the, 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 the spirit of it is you give yourself 100% to everything you do. It's got, it's got purpose, you know. Even, even little, small little actions like when you put the incense in the incense jar, it's like, you know, you're right there with it. Fully, fully with it, like that, and so ring the bells that way, not half-heartedly, and 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 bring that into everyday life. Every, every action you do, don't do it half-heartedly, even if it's a mistake, do it a hundred percent, right? It's a hundred percent mistake, but do it, do it fully, right? And then as you burn yourself up in each moment. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to talk about tonight, uh, to give it a title, is order in chaos. And I started reading a book by um, a Canadian um, psychologist who's talking about that theme. And uh, what he was talking about was how um, beliefs and ideas and concepts that people have um, uh, affect their <coughs> emotional life and how they manage their emotions and vice versa. And he was talking a lot about... Um, authoritarian um, ways of being in the world, the way people become authoritarian in their, their mindset and uh, across the whole political spectrum, not just right wing but left wing, green movements, religions etc, including Buddhism, is that people can, can get a fixed mindset about an ideology or a way of thinking um, and it's their way of um, trying to create order and certainty in a life where actually there isn't a lot of order and certainty. Mm -hmm. And so people will fix on um, a political view. And it's not just the right, it's also there's left-wing authoritarianism, there's Buddhist authoritarianism, there's you know, fundamentalism in Buddhism, um, all across the board. Because regardless of the, the different religious or political or life views that people have. <clears throat> um, most people, to one degree or another, have a fear of chaos and have a fear of randomness. And if you can just fixate on a set of ideas that will explain everything, it's an attempt, and I emphasise the word attempt, it's an attempt to reduce your fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. But it's not a very skillful way to do it. And that's what happens in the general political ideological sphere. Um, it's also true of what happens on a personal basis, even doing Zen practice. D.T. Suzuki, as you may know, who was one of the um, uh, founders of Zen in Western countries, um, when he was giving a Dharma talk once on the Four Noble Truths, 
and then the Eightfold Path, and the first one is um, right view, you to have right view. And his Zen way of understanding that and expressing it, he said, right view, right view. Right view is to have no fixed view, mm -hmm. which turns the whole thing on its head, doesn't it? Because right view seems like some right set of concepts against wrong. Do you know if you follow this, you'll be right? Mm -hmm. Um, but he actually said it's no fixed view. That's what it is. And it's within our same practice when we break down all the um, conceptual architecture that we get stuck in and lost in and, and construct, when it all breaks down, we have no fixed view. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would find that scary to have no fixed view. You know? well, it's too liberal. Mm -hmm. But from a Zen perspective, if you have no fixed view, then you're capable of responding to this moment and this moment and this <coughs> moment as it arises. And you can respond naturally and intuitively rather than having a fixed view because a fixed view might work once, but there's 10 other places where it won't work because it's the wrong response. Mm -hmm. So the less you become caught up in ideology, I'm not saying that ideology is bad or anything, it has its purpose, particularly in social justice issues, but it's like the advice that was given to um, me in doing Cohen's study, is carry it lightly. Mm -hmm. After all, it's just a set of ideas and concepts, and as soon as it becomes rigidified, then, then it, it's, it's, it is an attempt to just push down the fear that we all experience, and worse than that, it becomes weaponized. People use ideology to then create a them and us distinction, you know, and superiority. Buddhists do it as well. Mm -hmm. Zen people do it as well. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not the true spirit of Zen practice to do that, it's to get see through all of that. Um, <clears throat> the, the way that you can describe a polarity in life is that there is, there is chaos I don't necessarily mean chaos in a mess, but there's randomness in life. And also there is order in life as well. And from a Zen perspective, it's not a matter of one's, one needs to defeat the other or one's better than the other. It's kind of like the yin and, yin and yang polarity. Order is a useful thing and chaos is a useful thing too and it's the nature of life. And they, they balance one another out. And, but often in our lives, um, we're actually caught up in trying to create too much order, too much logic, too much methodology. And by doing that, we, we actually squeeze the life out of things, do you know, and we create this, this false kind of edifice, do you know. And um, it's basically, like I said before, it's because many human beings are, are uncomfortable with the unknown with randomness and the unknown. We've got to make some kind of meaning out of it to feel secure, but it's a very false security, really. Mm -hmm. um, the, then again, there can, be, there can be too much chaos, you know, and then things need order. If you look at the way we um, set up our, our meditation room, um, compared to other traditions, we probably have a lot more order on the outside, like we really structure how the cushions are, 
and we have a certain ceremony that everyone goes through. It's different from other more casual, informal groups. We just come in and we sit anywhere. And there's no real structure to it. So in a Zen setting, we, we actually create a very clear form and a structure to work within. But as one of my Vipassana friends said years ago who came to my group, said in Zen you, you create a very strong structure on the outside, but what's actually happening on the inside is, is very unstructured. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Vipassana tradition he said it's very unstructured on the outside, but the inside is very structured. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing in our style, we actually do create a certain order in what we're doing because it creates a, a stability, you know, there's a routine in what we do. But in, in meditation, particularly in um, Shikantaza meditation, you know, just pure being, just sitting, you might be, you take up the, the sort of the form of sitting like that, but inside, like I said, during sitting, everything's slipping away. Everything's random and slipping away and there's nothing to get hold of and to fixate on as being true or right, right or solid. It's all slippery. And so that's what we embrace on the inside is that experience of unstructured being. And all of the structure that we create on the outside is just a means whereby we create safety in a sense to just to just to dive into that randomness and when we dive into that randomness and we embrace the insecurity of it then there is a a far deeper um, peace and a far deeper um, experience of non-fear which which then manifests in our life when it's just order imposed on chaos to try and suppress it in some way or tone it down. It's, a, it's really a very superficial kind of piece that you get from that. It's really shaky, it's flimsy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, so order and chaos go together, um, but it's not, a, it's not over-ordered. Mm-hmm. We get over-ordered, that's like in clinical terms when we become too anal. You know? Two OCD, trying to control everything else around us. We're trying to control other people in relationships when they can't be controlled. But you get too much chaos, and <coughs> um, and things do need to be ordered. Um, over the break, I cleaned out my drawers in my office, and I cleaned out the garage because it was getting too chaotic. And it's a very satisfying feeling to declutter things and know where everything is. It's a very useful thing to do. You get too much chaos and everything falls into a mess. Too much order and it's all over, over controlled. Mm-hmm. So even in the way Sazen develops, you know, the way, the way I teach it, we do the most structured form of meditation as a <coughs> beginner, which is breath counting. It's got more order in it. You know, the, the sequencing of numbers is much more of an order and a structure to give you a stability to work within. Once you become grounded in that, then we do labelling, where you don't count. You just follow your breath, and then you notice where your mind wanders off to, and you give it a simple label like planning mind, and you drop the thinking, you come back to the breath and the body again. That's less structured again, less order. But ultimately, 
um, you know, the, the purest or the deepest form of Zen meditation is, is Shikantaza, which is to just sit. So you take up this position and you're in the present and, and your mind is alive and alert, but there's no fixed object of meditation, not even the breath. You just go from the most dominant experience to the next most dominant experience. Sound of a car going by, experience of breathing, pain in the knee, whatever it is. Um, but that takes that takes a mature practice to do that and not just get lost in daydream. But that is the randomness that we fall into. And when we do, it's really it's really joyous. It's really peaceful to be able to experience life in that way where we no longer need to hang on to anything anymore because you can't. <laughs>